Hello, Penguins fans. Happy September 23rd, the official first full day of fall. And yeah, it surely felt like it where I am today. 70 degrees, nice winds, clear sunny skies. That is the kind of fall weather that I like. That's for damn sure. That is the perfect kind of weather day. And, you know, it just shows we're 20 days away now from the NHL season taking place. A lot to get to for today's episode. I apologize for the, ep- the last episode not posting until today. I guess megaphone was weird and it just, it just did like not like, I, I guess I thought I clicked post now, but I guess I still had it on the draft. That's never a, a mistake I've made. Well, not since I started the podcast, but that's po- apologies on that. For today, we're going to get to um, some of the players that spoke to the media, including Tristan Jari with his injury, Brian Rust of Getting Malkin, Mike Sullivan, Ron Hextall spoke to the media today. I'm going to get to um, what he said and I'll give my thoughts um, on his first public comments in you know a, a, a little while, um, to say the least. We're also get into the scrimmages and you know who looked good and all that jazz. So that's all coming up right after this drop. Your locked on Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. My wonderful dog over here is deciding to scratch his collar. So if there, there's a little background noise, that is that. So Penguins training camp officially underway. We've had some scrimmages. You know, we've had some goals from some, you know, a lot of players, you know, Drake Kajula, had a couple of goals in the first scrimmage. Josh Archibald also scored. I think of getting Malkin ripped a one timer um, as well. Um, you know, there's been, you know, it's been pretty fun so far to follow it um, and all that jazz. But you know, we do got to start um, yesterday um, when Tristan Jari was speaking to the media for the first time since his injury, and he said, "I don't ever want to." Um, just so you all know, I don't ever, I don't, I don't ever want anyone to dump on him after what he just did. He said his broken foot that he played on, even if the Penguins had won that game against the New York Rangers, he said he wouldn't have been able to play game one against Carolina. That is how desperate the Penguins were in that game seven against the Rangers. They, they, they had no choice, but to play a probably 40 to 50% Tristan Jari over Louis Domingue, who was that freaking bad against the Rangers. Again, even if they had won, he said he wouldn't have been available until at least like the first half of the second round of the playoffs. Like that is just crazy to think about. He said the original plan, if the Penguins had, had were going to advance, he said he was going to play a bit later on in the second round. Jari played his tail off in that game. Um, you know, he said it took him quite a while to get over the injury. He said it looked, it sounded like the injury wasn't fully, fully healed. He said, until like after the Stanley Cup final. So that's just crazy to think about. Like, you know, he said, like he even admitted that it took a lot longer to heal than originally expected. Um, The fact that he played on it when it was clearly broken um, just shows the guts and the character that he has, um, even though that, you know, I'm sure he was just badly in pain. He said he couldn't even put a skate on um, after that for like the next two months. Like he said, it hurt that bad. So, you know, kudos to him. He said he's fully healthy now and he's hoping to, um, 
prove a lot of people wrong again this year. Also sounds like, um, according to Rob Rossi, he says there have been informal com- conversations between the Penguins and Brian Dumoulin, whose deal is up after the season, but no deal is imminent. Um, for me, you know, you all that have listened to this podcast that for a long time know how I stand on that. But for the new people, um, I think it is wise for the Penguins to let the season play out and then, you know, revisit negotiations for Ryan Dumoulin. His skating has not been up to par on the last couple of years. Um, you know, his decision-making in the defensive zone has also not been that good, even offensively. It's it's not, it's gone even worse. And he's never really been that good of an offensive defenseman to begin with. But still, um, with where he's at age-wise, you know, that, that he can go, go at any second. Um, and the injuries are really cut out to him. Uh, I, I want to see what he can do this year with Crystal Tang, if he stays healthy, before I go out and give him an extension. I feel the same about Tristan Dry. I know Ron Hextall spoke about that today. Um, he said they have had conversations, but nothing really major anything. I would see how he does this year as well. Um, and then, you know, revisit an extension, excuse me, when the off season uh, starts next, you know, next June, July, something like that. So um, I'm fine with them, you know, having some small conversations, but in terms of deals, for these actual players, um, you know, not a big fan of that um, at all. And we also, we're, we're starting to see some lines, which are pretty cool. You know, as uh, Michelle Crecciolo, Pence Inside Scoop said, Mike Sullivan likes starting with tandems when it comes to constructing his forward lines. The main ones that the Penguins used, Crosby and Gensel, of course, Malkin and Rust, Carter, Kapanen, and McGinn and Bluger. So the one that's obviously going to raise some eyebrows is Malkin and Rust. Um, that means, at least to me, that they are very much considering having Ricard Raquel on Crosby's right wing to start the year and having Rust on Malkin's uh, right wing as well. And, you know, Rust and Malkin, they've had really good numbers together. You know, this was first tweeted out this morning by Jesse Marshall. I'm going to put it on here as well. Since 2019-20, they have spent 930 minutes together at 5v5. That's Rust and Malkin. Here are the underlying numbers. When they are on the ice together, the Penguins have 54% control of the shot attempts per 60, 57% control of the expected goals per game, 56% control of the scoring chances, and 58% of the actual goals scored. Those are very good numbers, and that goes to show that they are deadly together. So it's no wonder that Sullivan wants to try the mounting camp in the preseason to see if that can stick in the regular season. But you know, we've also already, as I just showed you, it's proven to work during the regular season. And I think Sullivan really liked what he saw when, when Raquel was up with Crosby, um, you know, last year for some, for some short sample sizes. And I think he wants to go back to that. So, you know, if you can have Gensel, Crosby, Raquel, Zucker, Malkin, Rust, if Zucker stays healthy, you know, that's a really damn good top six. Put Danton Heinen on your third line, obviously, you know, with Carter and Kappen, and I think that's okay. And then with McGinn and Bluger, you know, when both were on their game last year, they were both pretty decent until, you know, obviously they had some cold streaks and injuries and all that. You know, you can figure out who you want to play on, you know, that left wing or right wing whenever, you know, whether that's Ryan Paling, whether that's Drew O'Connor, um, whether that's, you know, Josh Archibald, Drake Kajula, something like that. Um, so, you know, it looks like those are the main tandems that Mike Sullivan wants to see for a lot of this camp. And I'm excited about, it. you know, we obviously know how good Gensel and Crosby are together, you know, Carter Kapanen, you know, if, if, if Kapanen bounces back, I think that could be a decent pairing on the third line. We already know how good Malkin Rust is. And if McGinn 
can rediscover his first half form last year, I think he can put together um, a pretty solid, you know, fourth line um, with Bluger. Um, you know, you know, there, there were some fun, you know, tidbits from the scrimmages and all that. It sounds like, you know, that Sam Poulin was really moving around, um, pretty well of getting Malkin. It sounds like his legs are, you know, fully back. Josh Yoey was writing about Chris Letang skated like the wind, according to him in his article, that is, you know, nothing out of the ordinary with how awesome he is. Um, it's also great that Valtteri Pustinen is also getting some top line minutes, um, I don't expect him to make the team out of camp. I don't really think any uh, Penguins writer, analyst, the podcaster like myself, uh, anyone that covers the team is expecting him to make um, make it out of camp. But, you know, crazier things have happened. But if he can show that, you know, he belongs in some preseason games, I definitely think he could be one of the top call-ups um, when the season starts, when the Penguins, and, you know, they inevitably have um, some injuries. It sounds like, you know, Poulin is playing center now. Um, you know, um, the big battle for the for that left-handed D spot for the third pairing POJ, Ty Smith. You know that's really getting going, which is fun. Um, you know, it sounds like today. You know, Ron, Ron Hextall was speaking about him, and you know the thing that I noticed. You know, when he spoke about him right here, he said, you know, he spent enough time in the minors now where it's time to come up and show us what you can do at this level, and he's not wrong. He's, he's really not wrong. He's been down in Wilkes-Barre ever since the Penguins acquired him a few years ago. It's now or never. You're on a one-way deal. There's nine defensemen. Plenty of players, you know, would love to play over you, um, especially when you have that number five, number six job. You know, he's going to have to go out there and earn it. And if he does, good for him. You know, he can maybe get a 15 to 20 game look at the NHL level. And if he's not all that, he'll get scratched. But, you know, it really is now or never at this point for him. If he's not able to make the team out of camp in that team, in that you know spot goes to Ty Smith, you know I really think you know time that you know it could be the end of uh, POJ in Pittsburgh. Um, that wraps up this first segment. You know went around the horn a little bit with who looked good in some of the scrimmages and you know some of the comments that were made and all that jazz. Coming up in the second segment, we're going to get into um, some more of Ron Hextall's comments outside of that POJ one um, and you know what I took away um, from them. But before I get to that. We have to get into Bet Online. It's your number one source for all football betting info. This season, you can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news and podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf. You can head to Bet Online or to use your phone to learn more. That is Bet Online, where the game starts. I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You're going to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Eleanor Store Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So um, let's get into some more comments here um, from uh, Ron Hextall. Um, he's asked about the blue line again um, on Friday because, of course, you know, they have nine defensemen. Um, he even said, yep, yeah, we have 90, they can't all play. So we do have to have some tough decisions. Um, he says they have some ideas, but they aren't sure how it will all play out. He also went on to say that a trade is still possible over the next few weeks. You know, he said, again, he said that they have some ideas with how a trade could work and maybe sending a player down so they don't have to trade someone. But, um, right now he did say that all options are on the table and they are open to making a trade. 
Um, again, I, I, I feel like that's probably the most likely outcome. I think, you know, if a depth player has to go, a depth player has to go, whether that's, you know, Trevor Riedel, POJ for a fringe poor, you know, Mark Friedman, someone like that. Um, you know, they're, they're definitely not going to move Dumoulin or Latang. They're not moving Pedersen or Petrie, and I don't think they're moving Jan Ruta. So it's going to be any any one of the others um, that I did mention. Um, but, you know, obviously, again, there's something that's going to have to go there. You know, you can send Ty Smith down just because um, he is waiver eligible. Um, well, excuse me. Um, yeah, yeah, he is waiver eligible. He doesn't. Um, well, geez, I think I just screwed that up. Um, he's waiver exempt, so he doesn't have to pass through waivers um, to be sent down to Wilkesbury. But on the other hand, someone like POJ, he would. Now, would someone claim him? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. You know, maybe, maybe not. I would maybe lean towards no, just because, you know, he's just kind of a fringe NHL defenseman at this point. I think a lot of teams have those kinds of types of players. Um, so, you know, whatever, you know, I think that's going to, that's going to come to a head at some point. There's 20 days until the Penguins regular season starts. They still have time right now um, to say the least. You know, he was also asked about Ty Smith, Andrew O'Connor um, and asked if they're at a disadvantage. Um, and he said, no, you know, we want to put the best team on the ice that we can on opening night. So if they are part of it and they have really good camps and preseason, we're going to try to find a way. So, you know, that's basically his way of saying if both Smith and O'Connor are really good, to start the, you know, to start in camp in the preseason, um, you know, they will find a way to have both of them on the team, whether that's trading out a defenseman, whether that's burying someone like Josh Archibald in the minors when he makes 900 K sending down Drake Kajula because he's on a two-way contract, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they will find a way. And, I, and again, I do think, you know, those two players are very much on the microscope right now anyway, especially O'Connor had a really good start to the season last year. It looked like he definitely um, did belong in the NHL until I think that injury derailed him a little bit. So I am excited to see him at camp. It looks like so far he's had a decent start. Has I mean, it's only been two days, so you can only do, you know, so much, I think, um, at this point. But, you know, we'll have to see how he is um, in game action um, and, and, um, and all that stuff. You know, Hextall also spoke about Kenny Malkin and he said, you know, he just sounds like he's a hungry guy. Like, you know, he you know, talked about the contract and stuff. He says he looks like a beast. You know, they're all hungry to, you know, to win and all that. And, you know, that is something that's been a pretty prevailing comment from the core, you know, these last 24 to 48 hours. You know, they've said that you know, these last couple of years have left a really sour taste in their mouths. You know, it's no secret to me that the Penguins do feel that they should have won at least one of these last two opening round series, they probably should have won both to be honest with you, especially the Rangers one. And I think, you know, again, part of the reason why the manager was so comfortable bringing back a lot of the same team was because they feel like they've gotten unlucky. And I, and I, I feel that way too. I think, you know, if it weren't for, you know, some really awful goaltending by, by Jari last year, and then this past year with Louis Domingue in the playoffs, the Penguins probably go at least to round two, potentially to round three, the Eastern conference final. And then, you know, at that point, who knows, we're down to four teams. Um, overall, I mean, you have at least a 25% chance of bringing home Lord Stanley's cup. So, you know, it's, it's definitely been a pretty big comment from the core. They've said, you know, they, they still are hungry to win. You know, we want to get over the hump and stop losing in the first round, yada, yada, yada. You know, usually players don't talk about last year at camp. They're kind of like, Hey, you know, let's not talk about that. But you know, the Penguins, they definitely have, you know, that, that series against the Rangers really pissed them off. They'll have to sour taste in their mouth because they know they outplayed them. 
Um, and they're ready to go out there and prove people wrong this year, especially the core, you know, Sid, you know, it definitely seems like he's hungrier than ever um, right now. And, you know, him and Latang and Malkin, they're entering their 17th season together. They know they don't have a lot of time left. So, you know, they want to go out there and, you know, g- give it their all. Um, I think at this point, and the Hextall also said, you know, this is typical GM speak. He says, I'm really excited about where we are right now. You know, that feeling around the room, he says, there's going to be some good fights for jobs. Like I really like we're at. And of course those fights are the jobs, the number six defensive spot, 12 forward, you know, all that stuff. Um, he didn't really talk about much else today. Um, you know, there, again, there wasn't really, you know, too much else, um, uh, that Hextall was discussing. Um, a bit, but that wraps up this second segment coming up in the final segment. We're going to go into um, some miscellaneous thoughts from training camp. You know, again, who's, who's looked good, who hasn't um, just yet. And remember the penguins, they play some preseason games this weekend. I'll tell you all about that as well. Um, coming up right after this commercial break. All right. I'm back here on this episode of the locked on penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You're going to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LR Store Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So remember, you know, the Penguins preseason schedule, you know, they remember they have a um basically I think like a cross, like a like a like a, a back-to-back on the same day. Um, half the team I think is gonna play on the one o'clock game on Sunday, and the other half is gonna play at the seven o'clock game. So the first game, this will be at PBG Paints Arena. On Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock, no, the Pittsburgh Steelers do not play. Obviously, they just lost. For more on that, go check out Chris Carter, Locked On Steelers. He does an incredible job. I hope to have that sub count on YouTube and the listeners overall on all platforms one day that he has. He is an outstanding human, and he does a great job. And I'll say the same about Ethan with the Pirates, even though the Pirates are really bad this year. But again, Sunday, September 25th, 1 p.m. start time. That is the first Penguins preseason game. They have not... um, given the lineup just yet, if I had to guess, it's probably going to come out, <coughs> excuse me, sometime on Saturday, if I had to guess, um, maybe like during a scrimmage or something like that. And then they will play again against the Blue Jackets on Sunday night at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Um, I'm not sure if those games will be broadcasted by the TNT Sports Network. Um, the Penguins will probably just do a live stream, I would guess, on their official website. I think those are usually called by uh, Josh Getzoff and Phil Bork, if I'm not mistaken. And then the one after that, they will play just a couple of days later. Um, on September 27th, they will host the Detroit Red Wings at PPG Paints Arena. That is the 7 o'clock start time. Um, I'm sure you can find the ticket info on the website um, and all that. But, you know, some other miscellaneous, th- uh, miscellaneous thoughts. Um, sounds like Jeff Petrie was looking really comfortable. At least this was according to Josh Yoey. He said his skating was at a high level. Um, you know, it sounds like, you know, his first pass was really good. He obviously has a booming shot. You know, he's, he's going to be fit in just fine here. I have no, you know, <clears throat> I have no worries about Petrie. You know, I'm really, I'm just excited for him to play. It also sounds like, um, you know, Jason Zucker was playing with Radim Zahorna in today's scrimmage. You know, both of them found the net, um, to put, you know, team white up, um, for a two at, at well, for at the time, to nothing. It is nice to see Zucker playing well in the scrimmages. You know, he, he had a scary, close to a scary injury incident. I think he kind of went down in a weird way, but was able to get back up and was just kind of smiling afterwards. But he said he's all he's all good. No, no problem there. And you know, he knew when he was speaking to the media, he said 
I think he basically said that, you know, he was kind of like just losing the love last year for the game just because of how, you know, banged up he was. But, you know, he said he was able to have a good summer. He's fully healthy now. And, you know, he's, able, he was, he's been able to rediscover that love for the game again. And, you know, that's that's all you can ask for, I think, um, at this point. You know, he plays his tail off every shift. You know, he's off to a good start at camp. And, you know, for those that did not listen to my bold predictions yet, I have him scoring 20 to 25 this year. I think he's going to be um, a really good player for the Penguins. Um, I think he's going to surprise a lot of the fan base. Um, you know, I, I'm really excited for him. That's for sure. You know, I think when he's fully healthy, he brings an element to this team that, you know, few players can, um, I think. Um, you know, I'm just trying to make sure I got everything here from the scrimmage today and all that stuff. You know, Drake Kajula was playing with Evgeny Malkin. Um, you know, Kajula, he actually scored um, today. This is his second goal in two days. Kenny Malkin also got a goal. Um, you know, it is nice seeing him make the most out of his time with both Brian Rust and Kenny Malkin. Probably will not get those kind of minutes during the regular season if he makes the team. But, you know, nice seeing him score and playing well during camp. You know, he was playing a good last year in Buffalo. He's played well in Edmonton at times um, as well. So it's good to see him. Uh, making the most heavy, you know, Mike Sullivan even said it himself. He said, I think he's been really good so far. We thought we would try a speedy guy on that line who can bring some energy and tenacity on the puck and see that what that might look like. And, you know, so far um, we've really um, enjoyed it uh, to say the least. Um, you know, Casey DeSmith, he also spoke to the media. He said, you know, he just feels terrible about the injury and all that. He said when he was making the save, he just felt his going go. And he said, yeah, he just basically said, you know, I knew I couldn't play after that, but, you know, he says he's ready to come back better than ever. And, you know, again, the Penguins are going to need that this year. You know, they need DeSmith to spell Jari at times. You know, they, they cannot have a repeat of what happened last year where Jari is making basically every start in the first half of the regular season. And then he's burnt out by like Mar- Mar- mid-March, early April, something like that, which obviously, you know, I don't, you know, I think the Anders Lee situation was just an accident mostly, but, you know, he was probably a bit burnt out at that point anyway, too. So hopefully that he is able to play well um, with that. Um, I think that wraps up today's episode about, you know, the 22, 23 minute mark. Um, so far, you know, like what I've seen from the highlights that I've watched from um, in camp, you know, Kapanen spoke to the media a couple of times as well. You know, I haven't really, you know, heard much about him. I can't yet, but, you know, it's only really been um, two days. I think, you know, he, I think it's important for him that, to have, Okay, but a good camp, especially after, you know, the regular season that he just had. But, you know, not too many, you know, big declarations just yet. It's only really been two practices. There's been two scrimmages. Tomorrow, same thing. It'll, it'll start at 9 o'clock. Um, if anyone is going to the practices and everything, just let me know. You know, shoot me a DM, comment on the YouTube page. Let me know what you saw, who stood out, who didn't stand out to you, um, all that good stuff. I'll talk about that on the podcast, and obviously I'll take all your word for it. Um, I wish I could – you have to train the camp right now, but you know, got some stuff I got to take care of. That's for sure. That's the perks of not living in Pittsburgh. At least not yet. I'm still hoping to finalize a few things for hoping maybe for a move in the next couple of months. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Um, again, that'll wrap up today's episode of Locked on Penguins podcast. I really appreciate all of you listening to this one. We'll be back with another episode on Monday. I'll go over the preseason games. Who stood out to me? Cause I am going to try to watch um, those two, or both of them. I, it's, it's it's a chore to watch preseason hockey. I know that, but you know, duty calls there. You know, I want to see who stands out, talk about the games, um, and you know, see who, who, who see who plays well in the scrimmage on Saturday, um, and all that stuff. But again, 
Thank you all so much for listening to this one. I hope you all have a wonderful first full week in the fall, and I'll talk with you all on Monday.